control your controllables, try to be happy, try not to stress yourself with like constantly improving. Have trust in yourself that you're going to end up where you want to end up. That's the best advice I can give. Hi, everybody. It's Marcy Bullock, the host of Wolfpack Career Chats, and welcome back to season six, Fresh from the Pack. This season, we will explore the exhilarating yet challenging path that recent graduates face. Being a human is hard and change is hard, and you are not alone as you embrace the inevitable struggles of leaving your undergrad days behind and creating a life you love. Hi, Wolfpack fans. I'm really excited to have a former student on the podcast today, Carly Anderson. Welcome, Carly. Hello, everyone. So nice to have you. Will you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, what you do now, what you studied, and that whole transition into leaving the life of a student behind and embracing the identity of a professional? Yeah. So so I'm Carly. I'm 26. Um, I graduated from NC State in 2019. I now work in sales, tech sales, actually. I'm an account executive. I sell software to the government. So pretty fun. This is not the first uh, career that I landed after college. My, my, my major was actually international studies with a concentration in East and Southeast Asia. And I minored in Japanese. And Originally, I thought that I wanted to go into uh, like work for a Japanese company or something like that, but kind of hard to do if you don't want to move to Japan. So I figured that that probably wasn't the best route for me. So I actually, uh, after college, was taking a like kind of just internal look at myself, figuring out like who I am, like what I would be good at. And it's actually through Marcy's class, I figured out, okay, like I'm definitely an empath. I'm definitely a people person. I'm an extrovert, like ENFP. I can talk to anybody. So I originally worked at an employee assistance program, kind of doing like phone calls. It was mostly like a call center, but realized it wasn't the best fit for me. And so I was thinking about it more. And I was like, well, I'm still really good at talking to people and I like to talk to people. So I moved to a sales role in mid-2021 and I haven't looked back. I really, really enjoy it. So that's where I'm at now. Thanks for that little story winding all the way back to when you were in my class taking the USC 401 and you were such a bright light in the class, always, like you said, interacting and really great with people and having important insights to share with your classmates. I don't think, however, back in that day when you sat in that room before you got your degree, you imagined you'd be working in sales today. Yeah, I had really no idea. It's not something that I even considered at all. I, I really, I didn't even think about sales as a career path for me. And I think I think I got into sales. It was because I knew I was good at talking to people at first, but I also have a lot of family members who are in sales and I talked to them about it and they were like, yeah, you'd be really good at this. And so that's why I decided to move into sales. And I really wasn't sure if I would like it at first. When I first got the job, I thought, well, I mean, the thing about sales is it's very numbers oriented. You really have to hit your goals. You really have to be able to grind. And so when I when I first started, I was like, well, we'll see. We'll see if I'm actually good at this. And if I'm not, then okay, at least I tried. But it actually clicked for me and I really, really enjoy it. And it's it definitely aligns well with my personality because I just get to talk to people all day long and tell them things. And I learn things from people and I have an awesome team that I work with. And so 
yeah, I really like, I really like sales. I'm glad I found it. I think your story is one a lot of people can relate to because when you come to NC State, it's a big place. You want to study something interesting that fits in with yourself. And you were one of my humanities folks, just like myself. I was a humanities student as well, which didn't exactly align with here's what I'll be when I graduate. And I I don't think people, when they're little, say, I'm going to be in sales when I grow up. But you said it really aligned once you tried it out. Will you walk the audience through like a typical day and what you find energizing and maybe even frustrating because, you know, in the end it is work. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the thing is I just got promoted back in February. So I'm kind of in a new role now before I was a sales development rep and a day to day with that role is basically lots of cold calling. It's a lot of just calling various, for me, government agencies, cities, counties, towns, police departments, school districts, what have you, basically being like, hey, you got a few minutes to talk and then seeing if they are willing to talk to you. Of course, you have certain metrics you need to hit during that time each day. And basically, if they agreed to if they, if they agree to talk to you, the goal is to book a meeting to an account executive to help them learn more about like the product, what we do, why they should care. So now I'm an account executive and I get those meetings from the SDRs and I run those meetings and I basically tell them um, about what we do, why they should care about it, and then get their buy-in and try to get other people involved. So that's kind of what a day-to-day looks like. One thing about sales, if anybody listening to this is considering sales, the biggest thing to note is that it is quite literally a roller coaster. Your highs are going to be very high and your lows are going to be very low and you have to learn to ride with it because if you get too cocky about something or if you get too down on yourself, people can tell and it will impact your work. So you have to be able to just kind of go with the flow, take the good with the bad, the bad with the good because sales, it it is as much as it is fun. um, And I get to talk to people and like a a guy yesterday just was telling me we had a little bit of time at the end of the call. And so he was telling me about guitar and he played me a little riff on his guitar, which was really cool. And I get to add people on LinkedIn and keep in touch with them. And I get to go to conferences and just authentically connect with people, which is really cool. But at the same time, people can be very frustrating and people will, will ghost you and people will not always be like, rude, but they can be rude. You can get shut down pretty hard in sales. So you really have to learn to just kind of, again, take the good with the bad, the bad with the good. So yeah. Yeah. Doing the cold calls, I know, is not what a lot of people imagine as a glamorous (laughs) job. And it's like people hanging up on you and whatnot. But you just mentioned you just got promoted. Congratulations. Yeah. And that shows that you took, I don't want to call it grunt work, but I'll call it grunt work. Maybe some of the basic cold calls, you did it really well and you worked really hard. And so you got rewarded and now you're doing more interesting and challenging things. And I'm curious about this notion of the purpose of a human being tied to the work they do. So do you really believe in this product you're selling? And do you really believe like, wow, this is going to change in a positive way, the lives of people? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I, I definitely believe in the product that I'm selling. So just in short, we sell a software that archives social media for government agencies so that they can comply with the Freedom of Information Act. Because in all 50 states, social media is a public record. 
And because social media is kind of new in the grand scheme of things, government agencies aren't thinking about archiving it. But it's really important to archive it because, say, you know, town of Chapel Hill gets a threat on their page and then the person deletes it. Well, you probably are going to want that record. Facebook won't help you. Or maybe you get a bunch of citizen comments and you really want to archive those. Or maybe you get a records request for social media communications. And so because the field I'm in, it's very difficult for agencies to do things manually. And we really help improve workflow and just like take the stress off of agencies. And we are, we have like, you know, sole source documentation. That means like we're, we're basically at the top of what we do, which is pretty cool. And so I'm really passionate about uh, helping government agencies, especially when I talk to ones that are like, wow, like we have a huge social media presence and we're not doing anything. And we're really stressed out about how many comments we get and making sure we can archive these and, and pull them when we need them. And so I, I really do care about the the product that I sell. I really don't think I could do this job if I didn't like the product. There, there of course, are salespeople out there that can sell anything, um, you know, like this, sell me this pencil trick or whatever. But I personally don't think I could sell something that I didn't care about. Yeah. I mean, you convinced me. I'm like, sign me up, you yeah. know, but I didn't even know that existed. And they actually archive for NC State. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like, we need it. But yeah. this is, you know, it's an interesting thing what you just described, Carly, because it is something that is improving efficiency. It's going to make people's life easier. It's important for the reasons you said. And because your heart is in it, your employer can tell and you're successful and you continue to be promoted and rewarded and making money is nice, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I did. I think some people are like kind of in that, oh, I got to go for something that is going to change the world and I'm going to, you know, help this impoverished community, which amen, go do it. And you still have to pay your bills. So I guess for someone that's in that stage of trying to decide about the direction they'll go, any tip for them? Yeah, well, I definitely would say try to go into a field that you're at least somewhat interested in or you think that you'd be good at and, or that you'd like. I wouldn't recommend going into a field that you are going into because of just the money or like status or whatever it is. You are going to be in a workplace for presumably 40 hours a week. And so you're going to want to like it because take it from me, if you don't like where you work, it will take a toll on you. So I would recommend going into a field that you like and, uh, or at least you think you'll like, and if you don't like it, well, people quit jobs all the time, every day, actually. And so if you're not happy where you are, then do some soul searching and find out what's going to make you happy and like what, what you will like to do. I think that when I was about to graduate, I put way too many eggs in one basket thinking, well, like, okay, I'm not going to get a job and I need to like pick the first one that gives me an offer, which is what I did. And I thought I would like it and I didn't. And if I had to do it again, I would probably spend a little bit more time soul searching and figuring out like who I was to find a field that I, I thought I'd be good at. And I think that also just comes with age too, like an experience. That's just something that, you know, you'll, um, you'll gain with age, but I would say don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't panic. Um, it, you'll, you'll find a job. You will land on your feet. Just ride the wave. It'll it'll work out how it's supposed to. 
That's really good advice. I think people put so much pressure on themselves. Like you said, oh, that first job out of college has to be the end all be all. And you needed to go through that struggle and you needed to learn to get to the next step. So I know in our class, we did some things where we brought alumni in and we did some of the assessments you mentioned. Is that something you would recommend to students utilizing the Career Development Center? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think doing a lot of like the assessments that we did in your class with the uh, Clifton Shrinks, the Myers-Briggs, like that really helped me narrow down like a few career options. And I think if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure when I saw ENFP come up, I'm pretty sure it did say sales. And I probably was just like, well, I've never thought about that. So I just brushed it off. (laughs) But I definitely think that's really helpful. I think there's a lot of things that I learned from your class as far as like interview tips and like how to search for jobs, how to put together a resume, how to write cover letters, how to do your LinkedIn, like all of that stuff. And it I I even had people after your class come to me and be like, oh my gosh, your LinkedIn looks so good. Or like, oh my gosh, your cover letter that you like sent to me, that's so good. Like teach me how to do that. And I was like, yeah, you should, you should go to like to the career development center. Cause like, it really does help. Um, So I would recommend it. That's nice. That's nice to hear. That makes me happy that you you found that that information was useful and it really positioned you to get picked to do something that's meaningful. That's that's kind of why I do my job. So it makes me really happy to have this conversation. As we wrap up, I would like to ask you the best advice you've ever received. Oh, man, such a hard question. I think the best advice I've ever received is to just be where you are. It's really easy, especially in the day and age that we live in to constantly be looking for like the next best thing or like figure out like, okay, like what's my next move? Like what, what can I do to like advance myself all the time? Like I need to be on my A game 24, seven, 365. And that can lead to a lot of stress. And, um, Oftentimes when you look back on like certain years of your life, you're like, oh, I was actually like in a really fine place. Like I really, I was just living my life and I, you know, I had my job or I had, I was in college and I had my friends and I was just doing my thing and I was happy and I was fine. And, and then you look back and you're like, well, where I am now, I was so worried about where I'd be now and I'm fine now. And so I think the advice of like, be where you are, just try not to focus too hard on the future. Just focus on like where you're at right now. Control your controllables. Try to be happy. Try not to stress yourself with like constantly improving. Have trust in yourself that you're going to end up where you want to end up. That's the best advice I can give. That's really important, being present. And so for college students right now that are present listening to this, thinking, okay, I'm going to take that advice. Last question is when you reflect back on college, what's your best memory? Definitely the radio station. I really, uh, so I worked at WKNC. I was a DJ and I had a show for post rock and it was called the post office. And I really, really, really miss college radio. I would, I know, I'm guessing a lot of people that are listening to this are seniors, but if you get a chance, definitely swing by WKNC because uh, that was definitely one of my most fond college memories. What an awesome piece of advice. We will link up to the radio station in our show notes. Thank you, Carly. Thank you.